Hey there, listeners. I am Joanne Lee Cornish, your truth bomb dropper in the world of weight loss, body composition, and mastering the art of rocking the body you've always deserved and dreamed of in midlife and beyond. Let's cut through the noise. Society tells us it's downhill from now on. We're told to embrace the middle age weight gain, embrace the muscle loss and poor health. If that's your vibe, then cool. But if you're ready to defy the narrative, then I am your gal. This podcast is a no-fluff podcast where we break down the essential truths of body composition, toss around some practical tips, and dissect the latest trends. I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm here to show you what's not just possible, but downright probable for you. If you enjoy this content, be sure to click the link in the show notes to explore how we can team up and kick mediocrity to the curb. I offer one-on-one coaching, my ever-popular group coaching programs, and my corporate Educate to Elevate program. Okay, let's get on with the podcast. Enjoy. Alcohol and weight loss. So many people want to know if they can still lose body fat and have their adult beverages in the process. It is well studied and actually well discussed. And we could talk about alcohol and brain health. We could talk about alcohol and how it kind of inhibits muscle protein synthesis. So it's not the best if you're trying to build muscle. But for this episode, I want to talk about alcohol and weight loss. Now, obviously here, I'm not talking about excessive drinking, but how does having a few cocktails affect your ability to lose weight? So let's think about it. So the alcohol has to go through your liver. Now, the liver, when it is breaking down alcohol, alcohol is kind of like a primary toxin. So when you're liver is breaking down alcohol, it can't break anything else down. So, and the thing about the liver when it's breaking down alcohol, it's breaking alcohol down at a steady rate. I forget exactly how much it is, but it's like 12 or 14 or something like that. But it doesn't speed up if you drink more or slow down if you drink less. It's going to break break the alcohol down at a steady rate. So anything else you ask the liver to do at the same time is not going to go too well. So when you're breaking down alcohol, the liver is really concerned about that and that alone. And it's not really going to break down much fat <clears throat> um, or do much with the fructose and the added sugars you're pumping into it. So first off, <coughs> excuse me, if your adult beverage has a lot of calories, calories count. If your adult beverage has a lot of sugar, obviously sugar counts. If we differentiate between the, you know, let's say wine and beer and the harder liquor, then which is better? Not that there's a best alcohol, but if something is fermented, the wine, the beer, then the nature of the process is that you are adding sugar to it. Whereas if something is fermented, then the nature of the process is is you're taking the sugar out. So it goes to, seems pretty obvious that, to have less sugar, we are obviously going to go with the distilled um, adult beverages, the tequila, the gin, the vodka, and things like that. The clearer it is, the, be- the better it is. Now, we also get to an age 
where we used to be able to tolerate that sort of alcohol and we get a little bit older and we find our tolerance actually declines. And some people that used to be like hard alcohol drinkers end up being wine drinkers. And that can take a little bit of a toll, but our tolerance goes down. I can talk about that in a second. So yes, the calories count. Yes, the sugar sugar content counts, but it's a little bit more than that. So lipolysis, and if you have done any of my work, read my book, done any of my courses, you know I will beat you round the head talking about lipolysis. Well, lipolysis is the breakdown of fat. So it's not fat loss, but it is the liberation of the fatty acids from their storage site into your blood. So if you want to break down, if you want to lose weight, you have to get that fat out of its storage site and into the blood. Once it is in the blood, if we create a deficit and or an expenditure, that fat will travel to working muscles and be oxidized and hey-ho, we've lost weight. Lipolysis is the freeing of those fatty acids from the storage site. So it's not weight loss. It is the liberation of those fatty acids. The fatty acids go from their storage site into the blood. Once it's in our blood, then it's up to us whether we burn that fat off or not. If we don't, it just goes straight back to the liver and we we restore it. Lipolysis then is the initial, all necessary, super important release of the fatty acids into the blood. Now, if you get your nutrition right um, and your exercise right, you can be in lipolysis all day, every day. And that is literally the premise of all my coaching. And I coach people how to do that. Now, consider, so lipolysis is the fatty acids leaving their storage site, you know, also known as, you know, your butt, your hips, your belly, wherever that fat is. And if I was to tell you that alcohol will slow down lipolysis for about seven, by about 75%. So the, the text that I disturbingly remember verbatim is two shots of vodka will slow lipolysis by 75% for four hours. I'll say that again. Uh, Two shots of vodka will slow down lipolysis by 75% for four hours. So when you are drinking, the liver can't break down fat. It has to break the alcohol down first. So you are breaking alcohol alcohol down, not fat, and you've reduced the ability to break down fat by about 75%, and in this case, for four hours. So that's just to kind of give you a little benchmark to work at. But basically, when we are drinking alcohol, we are releasing less fat. We are burning less fat. We are releasing less fat from storage into the blood. Remembering that the liver will break alcohol down at a steady state. It doesn't speed up. It doesn't slow down. Steady state. So if you are drinking six shots of vodka, 10 shots of vodka, whatever, then you can obviously expand on that lipolysis and the amount of time you were taken out of lipolysis. So yes, the calories count. Yes, the sugar calories, sugar content count. But also just the nature of what the liver has to do with alcohol will impact your ability to be in lipolysis, which is the very first step of your ability to lose weight. So let's expand on that. So say you were to have um, you know, a couple of cocktails a night. 
then you are limiting your body's ability to, to release fat by, let's say, four to six hours every single day. So what, maybe a quarter, a fifth or a quarter of your day, you don't have the ability to release fat because you are drinking alcohol. Adding to that, you're adding the calories and maybe the sugar content. Okay. Compare that to say, if you only drank maybe a couple of nights on the weekend and had a few drinks. So now you're only shutting down lipolysis by maybe, you know, a handful of hours over a couple of days. It really becomes problematic when somebody's tolerance builds up and now they're drinking um, quite a substantial amount every night. Then it's going to be really hard to lose weight because you're just out of lipolysis for, uh, out of lipolysis for such an extended part of your day. When that becomes problematic, and getting a little off topic here, but when that becomes problematic is if you are drinking alcohol and if you are, if you are, um, so again, it doesn't have to be a lot of alcohol at once, but it can be in a prolonged state. So maybe you're day drinking and that day drinking goes into the night or something like that. And because the liver is only breaking the alcohol down at a steady state, then the liver isn't able to break other things down. So it's not able to break, um, you know, a pain pill down or a sleeping tablet down or an anti-anxiety medication down or even broccoli, it, it can't break down as well. Or anesthesia, it can't break down as well. Or your Tylenol can't break down as well. And this, I mean, this is why when they give you antibiotics and they say, you know, don't drink when you're on antibiotics, it's not because they don't need to get loaded. It's because they want the antibiotics to work. And if you are drinking, then your liver is going to be breaking down the alcohol and not the antibiotics. That is why they're asking you not to drink. The same goes for if you're going to surgery, they're not going to say, they're not telling you not to drink because they don't want you to be a bit tipsy when you go into the operating room. They're telling you not to drink because the liver has to break down anesthesia. It's a big deal. Um, it also makes me think of these very sad stories we hear about celebrities and oh gosh, I forget the actor that um and this is an actor that was it Heath Ledger? I forget. That I totally attached a story to his his story. So he was found dead in the hotel room. Um, and they said, Oh, you know, drug and alcohol overdose, which made him sound like a complete junkie, right? Well, I, I have no idea, but from that story, I made up a story. So bearing in mind this is I made up this story. Uh, based a little bit around facts. So this actor had been in London. He'd been at a movie premiere. And he, he'd then flown to New York where he had to do press, press the next day, at which point he was found dead in his hotel room. So the story I added to that was the scenario, I, I should say, that I added to that was, okay, so he's at a movie premiere in London. So maybe he's had a few drinks in the afternoon as he's getting ready for the show and a few more drinks when he's at the show. Then, you know, he wins the award and, you know, maybe he goes to an after party and there's even more drinks. But he's been drinking it by this point all day. Remember, this is a fabricated story. He's been drinking at this point all day, but he's not drunk. Then he gets on a flight to New York. Wow, he's got to get to go to sleep now because he's got press the next day. So maybe he pops a sleeping pill. Maybe it doesn't work. So he, he pops another one. He has a drink on the plane. Um, can't sleep now. Maybe, maybe he has some other medication or maybe um, you know, Xanax or something. I don't know. I'm just making the story up. Um, and he doesn't wake up. Now, when you look at his day, was he uh, a drunk or a druggie? Did he seem that way? No, he didn't. He was just somebody that was in a prolonged state. He had been drinking for a long time now. So before the premiere, during the premiere, on the flight, 
getting used to hotel room, different time zones. So there's so much alcohol going into his system and his liver's just breaking it down. It's plodding along, breaking alcohol down at a very steady state that it can't break down the pills that he's now putting in his system and the pills don't work. So he takes another and another and then he's dead. It's a big deal. So this is how, how we have to think of alcohol. Um, the liver is dealing with it. If we, well, if we have a compromised liver, it's, it gets very difficult to break down body fat. And I would absolutely, in your blood work, always pay attention to your AST and ALT values because they are not specific to the liver, but they do kind of tell you what your liver's doing. And also your triglyceride number. But we need a healthy liver to break down fat and, of course, to break down uh, alcohol. Now, what if you create... And this is what I like to do in my coaching. I'm English. I don't take alcohol away from people completely, but, you know, you've got to be responsible. What if through your nutrition, you were in lipolysis, you were in a fat-releasing environment all day, every day, and then you had a couple of drinks which took you out of lipolysis, the fat breakdown environment? Is that such a big deal in terms of weight loss I'm talking about here? Um not in terms of behaviors and habits, but I'm just talking about straight up weight loss here. Is that such a bad day, a big deal? Well, okay, you've, you've just taught yourself and you have the skill to stay in lipolysis because of your nutritional balance uh, all day, every day. And then you take a few hours and you have an adult, adult beverage and it's um, it's a distilled, whatever, it's better, no, lower calories, lower sugar. Then maybe the impact is negligible compared to Somebody that's trying to lose weight, but not not really on a not really on a nutrition plan that actually allow you know seeks lipolysis. Um, so maybe it's you know the balanced protein, carbs, fat diet, or something like that, or or you know side carb cycling or something like that. I don't know, but it, it you you're trying to lose weight, but you're on a nutritional plan which isn't focused on lipolysis. Maybe it's just focused on calorie intake. Big mistake. Um, so you're maybe not in lipolysis all day, every day, and now you drink alcohol, and now you're really not in lipolysis because you're drinking. So you see what I'm saying here? It's being the best that you can be, uh, and then maybe stepping out of that environment um, for a few hours every week, rather than being not being the best you can be and stepping into that environment a few hours you know, every week different different outcome um so in my coaching that's that's what i coach my whole thing my whole thing is showing you how to stay in lipolysis uh all day every day that, that's what i coach um so there is room to drink responsibly on my programs now why does it change with age well, what happens is the enzyme that breaks down alcohol in our system reduces with age. So maybe when we were younger, we were able to drink the hard liquor and maybe a few too many of them. But as we get older, we, we're just trashed by that. I mean, we, we can't sleep properly. We hung over. We feel terrible. We just don't have the tolerance because we have less of that enzyme which breaks down alcohol. It makes make sense. 
It's where, um, you know, you get the embarrassing uncle at the Christmas party who's just absolutely wasted and he only had a few drinks because he's drinking what he used to drink and he can't tolerate it anymore. Also, ladies, we have less of that enzyme than guys. So um, guys, do not expect your, your lady friends to keep up with your drinking behavior. Um, middle-aged uh, ladies are definitely have less of it. So we can't we can't drink as much or we can't tolerate it as well. I should say that. And that's why you'll see a lot of ladies especially switch over to wine in their in their middle years. Um, so they switch over to wine, which is higher sugar, it's fermented, does not work as well for weight loss. Um, so they have to be super, super responsible if they're trying to achieve their goals. Then you'll have um, certain people um, who do not have that enzyme. So a lot of Asians have do not, not that they don't have it, they don't have very much of that enzyme. So you'll find um, some Asian people cannot tolerate alcohol at all. They get a, they get a flushing effect, they're, they're very ill because they just don't have that much of that enzyme. So our ability to drink is um, definitely dictated to by uh, where we came from in the world, our age and our gender. I am English, if you hadn't told, <laughs> didn't realize. And I think we are known to have a higher tolerance level, but it's not a higher tolerance level. It's having uh, more of the enzyme that breaks alcohol down. But that be as it may, even if I have more of the enzyme that can break alcohol down, it's, it still stands that if I'm drinking alcohol, lipolysis is greatly reduced. So that first step of weight loss, that first step that we need, we need to release the fat fatty acids from their storage sites and get it into the blood. When we're drinking alcohol, we really can't do that very well. So uh, alcohol, with regards to weight loss, is there a place for it? I mean, ideally, of course not. Um, th those of you that um, don't drink at all, then don't need to know any of this. I hope it was interesting. Those of you are trying to lose weight, but you kind of, you, maybe you're, you're you're holding on to the alcohol, but you feel bad about it. Well, I'm not to say don't feel bad about it, but don't feel too guilty. It's about controlling it. It's like if you really up your game on your nutrition, and that doesn't mean starving yourself. That doesn't mean eating less. It means being in a state that you're creating the right environment for lipolysis by regulating your blood sugar and um Gosh, um, I please, if this interests you, please come to one of my coaching programs because this is what I do uh, all the time, all day, every day. Um, but if you up your game with your nutrition and create the right environment, then you can be in lipolysis all day, every day. And then there may be room for a few hours to step out of that environment without having too much harm being done. But if you are not looking at your blood glucose, if you are maybe just counting calories and, and, and hoping to lose weight, for one, that is a very, very slow, painful way of losing weight. And I should probably do a podcast episode on that. Um, yes, calories matter. Absolutely. We have to be in a deficit. But if you're just counting calories and not looking at the ratio of protein, carbs, and fat, then it is just a hard, hard, difficult, slow, hungry, craving way of losing weight. Um, but if you're doing it that way and then you have a few drinks, yeah, it's going to 
It was already a slow, horrible way of losing weight, but now it's even worse. Fermented and distilled, it matters. Calories in the drink, it matters. Sugar content in the drink, it matters. Liver health, ability to break down fat and, and alcohol, it matters. How many drinks you have, it matters. Are you drinking for an extended period of time? That can be huge because say you're day drinking and going into the evening, then wow, your liver is just chugging along trying to break down alcohol and you can be out of lipolis for a long, long, long time. So be very careful of that if you're trying to lose weight. And our ability to break down alcohol is based on, you know, a function of genetics, age, and gender. So alcohol, whether you use it, incorporate it into a weight loss program, um, you must be responsible. You must choose wisely. And you have to have your nu nutrition in check for it not to ding you too much. I will leave you with this. The one bit of advice I have for you when drinking alcohol is do not, do not put sugar or do not put carbs with it, but especially don't put sugar or fructose or added sugar to it. Fructose and added sugar go, just goes directly to the liver. So the liver's trying to break down alcohol and then you put a bunch of sugar into the liver as well. Um, it's just going to turn it straight into fat and pump it straight back to your ass. Do not... Do not um, sugar, fructose. I'm not talking about fruit here. I'm talking about fructose in just about everything on the shelves in America. Do not do that when you're drinking. Um, if you are drinking, stick with protein, stick, stick with veggies, um, even dietary fat. But really avoid, my, my advice would be to really avoid, avoid carbohydrates when you are drinking because excess sugar is just going to go to your liver and your liver is not going to deal with it because it's dealing with alcohol. It will just turn it into fat. So the, to make a not ideal situation a little bit better, that would be my tip. Alcohol is a, is a treat. It is, it's not a crutch. It's, um, I personally wouldn't have it with food. I, I would, um, this is what I do. I, I nurse my drink by itself. I it, it, I do not have an association with alcohol and food. I do not have to have a meal and have a glass of something with it. I would much rather have um, my, my adult poison separate to the meal. And I would never, never drink uh, alcohol with carbohydrates. That's just a disaster waiting to happen. So I hope that helps. Nothing is necessarily off limits, um, but it does have to be tracked responsibly and timing, um, frequency and the environment and, and what you are doing at the same time. Like, are you eating? Are you, you know, how long are you drinking for? It all matters. So it's not just a one answer. Um there is not just one answer to this question. It's like, oh, can I drink when I'm lo and lose weight? It is multifaceted, and you do have to look at that. How is your diet now? Um, if you, if you, you know, if you really get your diet on point, there's a little bit more room for error with alcohol. If your diet is not on point, 
is it's um, it definitely won't work for you. If you're just counting calories and not paying attention to your blood sugar, it won't work that well for you. Be careful of the day drinking and the prolonged drinking. And choose your poison wisely. Thanks for hanging out with me today. I trust I sparked your interest, provided a nugget or two of wisdom, and armed you with something practical for immediate use. If you've got burning questions or specific topics that you'd like me to tackle, check out the show notes for ways to reach out. Until next time, stay curious. If you've enjoyed this content, be sure to click the link in the show notes to explore how we can work together. And please go to www.theshrinkshop.com. Mm-hmm.